Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. William Shakespeare never fails me when I look for an apt phrase that tells it neatly and poetically. For instance, what's past is prologue. I'll repeat that. What's past is prologue. Yesterday's events have shaped today's. Remember that story of the Utah murderer who was almost not sentenced to die? Well, the same thing happened many years ago. The same thing. But it turned out a little differently. Minister, get in touch with the French government. Uh, yes, you... What for? Everyone knows they've had lots of experience with guillotines. So ask them for one. Uh, uh, just like that, Your Majesty? Well, tell the French it's just a one-shot deal. After this one time... We're not going to need a guillotine again. Our mystery drama, Much Too Much, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Gerald Keene and stars Robert Dryden. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. who couldn't be sentenced lived in an age long gone by and in a country still called Monaco. It is tiny, independent, and known the world over for its gambling casino, Monte Carlo. Monaco citizens are called Monegasques. Still are. And they had their king, ministers, even an army, 60 soldiers, and one general. But who needs an army when no one's going to attack you? The king was forever on an economy binge and was even thinking of cutting the police force from five to two when the minister of publicity came to see him. Here, Your Highness, we have a murderer on our hands. A murderer? Oh, my goodness. From France? Italy? Spain? Uh, no. Well, where did he come from? He's one of our own, Monagesque. Well, how, how is that possible? We're a law-abiding, peaceful people. Why, Monaco has never had a, a... I can hardly bring myself to say the word. Well, we have one now. Oh, sad, sad. Good thing King and Queen Senior, the father and mother, didn't live to see this day. Progress, civilization, a better world... And you end up with this. A man killing a man. <laughs> a man killing a woman, Your Majesty. Worse. Well, just don't stand there. Get cracking with the Minister of Justice and the lawyers and so on. Oh, this is a sorry day indeed, Minister of Publicity. And you can quote me on that. Mm. 
Come in. Well, that's a new one. I've never heard of a jail where the guard docks before coming in to see the prisoner. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you see, this isn't really much of a jail, just this room in back of the police station with an ordinary door on it, but it's all we have. Oh, no, don't think we uh, that I don't appreciate your politeness, because I do. <laughs> Secondly, we've never had a murderer before, and I... I don't really know how one is supposed to behave without a, a murderer. Oh, well, you, you you don't have to be frightened. I've only killed once in my life. Uh, and it wasn't a man. Uh, yes, the captain told me it's a crime of passion. Yeah, a crime of passion it wasn't. Just the opposite. It was my wife. Oh, you were defending yourself? Oh, my dear God, you, you don't wish to hear. It's of no interest to anyone but me. Oh, no, 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 sir. I have a wife, too. It might be very helpful. You know, hints to the married man. Oh. oh. Oh, well, it uh, it was a perfectly ordinary day. I'd been out hunting, and I bagged a, a duck or two. And I came home and said to my wife, Here, cook this fellow for dinner. How shall I prepare it, says the G. Well, I'll have it braised with peas, I said. Use that recipe of Per Le Pay of the Café de Paris. <laughs> okay, she said, will do. <laughs> Well, I came home, and she told me an extraordinary thing had happened. The bird wasn't really dead, and when she started to pluck its feathers, it uh, uh, flew out of the window. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it could have happened. And the next time I bagged a duck, I told her, plain roast duck tonight, and she said, all right. And I came home about seven and opened a bottle of Cote de Nuit, and uh, there was no duck. What's this, I said. Uh, a workman came to the doors and my wife and asked for a glass of water. And when my back was turned, he uh, uh, ran out of the house with a duck. And uh, you believe that? Uh, no, no, but I thought I'd wait. I went out again Sunday with my shotgun and I bagged another. Oh, of beauty, at least six pounds. And I said to my wife, we'll have this on Monday night. Well, that duck's a bit old, she said. All right, uh, do it, Chambertin. Uh, slow flame, I said. Uh, agreed? And on Monday, I came home uh, early. Ah, you were suspicious. Uh, and there, sitting in my chair, in my dining room, my wine and his glass was a gentleman I took to be my wife's lover, and he was eating my duck. And so I pointed will... my gun at him, and he admitted everything. All the ducks, my wife, everything. I, I pulled back the trigger. You were defending your arm. My wife yeah. screamed and picked up the duck and threw it at me to deflect my aim. The gun went off right through the duck's head into my wife's head. Her lover ran out, called the police, and uh, if you were here, I am. <laughs> With a story like that, you'll get off. Oh, I'm afraid not. If, if I did him and not her, then I could probably go free. It's uh, bad luck. And worse, if I may say so, you never even had one duck for dinner. <laughs> oh, well, I'm very sorry, sir. Your Majesty, the court has reached a decision, and I have asked the Minister of Protocol to tell it to you. No! Please, can't you see I'm trying to find my spectacles? Sire, it is the case of the man who killed his wife. Oh, oh dear. 
Not a problem. Oh, not at all, sire. No problem. He has been condemned to die. Splendid. So? Well, uh, Monidask law directs he should have his head uh, cut off. Yes, we know the law. We know. Now, where do I sign? Right about the royal seal, your highness. Well, now, what are you two standing about for? If the fellow must be executed, well, then execute him. You heard me? Execute him. Get it over with. You should have told His Majesty. Put it in round numbers. He would have listened. My dear Minister of Finance, since when does our good king listen? He's not easy to bring bad news to. He dismissed us. He never gave us a chance. And as always, it will be my duty. I can see that. We don't? Never had one. Why not? Other kingdoms do. Never needed one. There's no other way? None. Ah. Since we must execute, I'm afraid the uh, guillotine is the only way. Well, of course, I could have told you that. It seems to me the answer is for us to have a guillotine of our own. A <laughs> common, common sense-wise. I've got it. Oh, a sudden thought, Your Majesty. Uh-huh. Get in touch with the French. Everybody knows they've had a lot of experience with guillotines. Ask them if they could furnish us one. And we'll also need a professional executioner to handle the equipment. That's exactly what we were going to say. But tell the French it's strictly a one-shot deal. We don't ever expect to need one again. Your Majesty... May we? Oh, come in, come in. I always feel like running when I see you, Minister of Finance. Oh. As for you, Minister of Publicity, I don't know what I feel like. We have a communication from the French. What do they want now? Another wine festival? In reply to our request for a guillotine. They will be happy to supply us along with one of their own trained men, complete in costume and so forth. Uh, and that would be 16,000 francs. 16,000 francs cost-wise. 16,000 francs? Well, that's much too much. The rich isn't worth that kind of money. Is there any other way to behead him? Our English cousins have switched to a headsman who does the job with one blow of an axe. Kill a man with an axe. It's inhuman. It's barbaric. Well, still, what do you expect from the English? Ah, guillotine, a guillotine. Let me see. Well, you must be able to get one cheaper somewhere. You, you mean shop around? Yeah, I know, I know. Get in touch with the Italians. After all, Italy has a king, and from one king to another, maybe he'll give us a cut rate. A uh, cut rate? Yes, Your Majesty. Those French haven't been the same since they became a republic. All they think of is money. Money, money, money. That's all they think of. Oh, he won't stand for it. I know him. He'll, he'll hit the ceiling. Uh, I'm sorry I'm late. What's the latest? Uh, we've just had word from the king of Italy. He'll be glad to help us out in the cost for the entire package, including removal of the remains will be 12,000 francs. He doesn't want any lira. Huh? 
Dear, dear, I don't know that I wish to be the minister to tell His Majesty that. Twelve thousand francs. Did you say twelve thousand francs? To the sou, Your Majesty. Twelve. Uh, That's four less than sixteen. That's not much of a discount. Now... Well, the rascal is still not worth that kind of money. Well, hardly, Your Majesty. Twelve thousand? Get up that sum, we'd have to tax every adult monogasque two francs a head. I don't think the people would stand for it. Oh, they wouldn't, Your Majesty. No, there'd be a ruddy riot. No, it's still too much. Still much too much. Have I made that clear? Oh, uh, what do you want, God? Is uh, everything satisfactory, prisoner? Yeah, it is. What, what? Your your dinner. Is everything up to your expectations? I could say not. Do you call this Fili de Sol Silvestre? <laughs> and the second course, does this scrawny geriatric capon deserve the name Pude Roti Bosejour? You're not happy with the fish and the chicken? No, they're an insult to my palate. You can tell the king's cook that I am decidedly unhappy. This may be fit for a king, but I... Not for hey, me. Hey, hey, no, what's this? What's all this? He, he doesn't like the food, Captain. Oh, now, come now. You're a prisoner, sir. In fact, a condemned murderer. Not a paying guest at one of Monaco's quality restaurants. Now, don't tell me what I am. I know my rights. He doesn't like the fillet of soul silvers. I am entitled to have exactly what I desire for my remaining meals on earth. This is a fact known to the uh, uh, penal system the world over. What a man condemned to die is entitled to. I know my international convention. Ah, but my dear prisoner, you're not about to die. Our king has not been able to secure a guillotine at a price the kingdom can afford. This execution your conduct has forced upon us will cost Monaco much too much. Ah, oh, yeah, well, I, I see your dilemma. <laughs> I, I'll give that some thought. In the meantime, my dear captain, bring me some decent food fit for a decent human being to uh, eat. An execution that would cost too much. A condemned man demanding his rights. Doesn't justice appear a little topsy-turvy to you? I read something like this quite recently, where it said that too often the rights of the guilty are more observed than the rights of the innocent. The criminal more cared for than the victim. Certainly something has to give. But what? And when? And how? Let's find out when we continue with Act Two. Shakespeare hit it right on the head when he wrote, Liberty plucks justice by the nose. The baby beats the nurse. Isn't that what we have here? A kingdom trying to mete out justice if it can be had at a bargain. A guilty man screaming about his own rights, oblivious to the right to live of the person he killed. Now back to the story. The next morning, the prisoners summoned the captain of the guards. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have been thinking over your problem, Captain, and I believe I can be of some uh, small assistance. I uh, happen to have some excellent personal contacts with the uh, uh, King of Sweden. Uh, Sweden, of course, has never adopted the idea of beheading as capital, capital punishment, punishment, but, but I, I happen, happen to, know. to know for a fact, the prisoner told me, that Monsieur Joseph Ignatz Guilty is the one who invented the... <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Well, may I? I finish and sent to the king of Sweden a guillotine and an operator on approval. The prisoner said he might be able to persuade the king of Sweden to lend the machine to us so we could have our execution. Oh, well, 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 well. well. <laughs> Good thinking. That's well, uh, worthy of us. Uh, should we pass the word along to uh, you know who? Oh, oh, yes, I think his majesty would approve. I'm quite impressed with your prisoner, Captain. <laughs> Thank I, you. I can see he's a, an honorable soul, regardless of his uh, transgressions. One who understands that justice is justice. Here, here. Uh, there is only one slight drawback. <laughs> Isn't there always an odds We must bear in mind Sweden is many, many more kilometers from Monaco than France or Italy. It'll take months before we can expect delivery. Sailing vessels, storms, what have you. I'm sure the prisoner won't object to such a stay of execution. <laughs> and he most certainly won't object. But will we? Uh, why should we? Well, it's his term. What a convicted murderer has term? In exchange for his personal letter of endorsement to the King of Sweden. Of course. After all, gentlemen, he's got the contact. Endorsing the loan for his own execution. He wants something in return. I think that's valid. He's the contact man. Our man in Sweden, as it were. He has to be paid off of he wants money. No, 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 no. The prisoner's fee is that in return he would like his meals every day from today to be of the superlative quality generally reserved for the condemned man's last meal. Uh, do you think the king's cook can deliver? Well, I certainly hope we don't have to import a chef from Paris to feed this undesirable. And he has instructed me to request of the king's cook uh, where did I put that piece of paper? Ah. For lunch today, he wants a cold poached bass suedoise. And for dinner tonight, filet mignon with a sauce bernaise. <laughs> Is that all? Well, he hasn't decided about the wine. <laughs> It's arrived. We've been watching them all morning, setting it up in the courtyard. I'd say half of Monaco is out there. Well, look at the people. <laughs> Why don't we go down and mingle with the crowd? A good way to get a sampling of public opinion. What do they think of a guillotine? Should Monaco own its own? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Let's go. It should be interesting. Yes, good idea. There's what I'd call a holiday atmosphere, wouldn't you say? I remember your father was always interested in these happenings, Your Majesty. When he was a prince, we were as young men in France together during the interregnum. Incognito, I trust. 
Oh, absolutely. We were at the Hotel de Sanc, just about as far from the tumble as we'll be at this window. Uh, come, come see. I don't know that I care to, frankly. I'm going to quiz this stomach. Oh, today is only the test flights downward of the blade, just to make sure. You see those two upright posts with the cross beam to hold it together? They're grooved so that the knife will fall swiftly. Oh, what's that? Can they see me? Uh, us? That's for the executioner. Uh, that little fat fellow with all those muscles? Well, what's he doing now? I can't see a thing without spectacles. and Nobody can find them. He has a stone and a file. And I believe he's sharpening the blade. They do leave everything those French, don't they? Oh, the blade got a little rusty after the long sea voyage from Sweden. Are you sure they can't see us? Why are they cheering? Well, he's running his finger along the blade and, and uh, licking it. Uh, now he's taking a bow. Uh, now he has, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten guards, and they're all pulling the cord to lift the blade up into place. Ha! Uh, oh, it won't move. Ten men, and they can't budge it. Uh, he, he's kicking the blade. Splendid, splendid, good man. Kicked it twice, and the darn thing traveled up the post like a monkey shinning up a palmetto tree. Uh, now the executioner is going to do some trial runs. He's just supposed to give it a yank, and it triggers. Uh, now he's talking to the captain. Ten more men. March! Ten more! March! March! They keep adding, man, to yank at that thing. It looks like the blade is jammed up there. One, two, three, pull! One, two, three, pull! He's got the whole army on it now. One, two, three, look out! Now what? Save me! Why not? 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 But not by whom? Might it be done by one of our soldiers? A soldier? Uh, I don't see how. Excellent. Why didn't any of you dotes think of that? It's a natural. A soldier to cut a man's head off. Oh, but so Majesty, I... After all, in war, soldiers don't mind killing people. In fact, that's what they're trained to do. Is send for the general. Soldiers of Morocco! I ask now for volunteers to assist justice in this small but great land of ours. A criminal has been sentenced to be executed, and we need one man who will bravely undertake the task. One man, step forward. I put it to you all again, all sixty. Of you brave defenders of the spirit, this is Monaco. Will one man of you please step forward? 
I'd say that there'd probably be a few extra francs in it for the man who stepped forward. Uh, Captain, may I have a word? General? They won't buy it. In combat, yes. But to them, execution is cold blood. Uh, I had me doubts all along. But the king said do it, so I tried. Well, I'll tell him. I try to. He'll listen to you, General. You've got more stars. I'll say that a soldier simply does not know how to cut off a head. It is not in our manual of arms. Well, it's about time. I've been waiting seven days to learn what progress we're making. Uh, to bring you up to date, Your Majesty, the army declines. And I think if you were to examine our Menachem Code of Military Honor, you would certainly not find any reference to the duty you wish the soldiers to perform. I took the matter up with the ministers, and execution by firing squad was suggested. Clear thinking. Yes, why not? Well, well however, the rifles issued to the men are not accurate enough. And in fact, on our test range just the other day, Three of my men were injured when the guns fired backwards and the stocks dislocated three shoulders. I don't want to hear any more. I simply do not wish to hear any more. An army to defend the crown without accurate rifles? It's incredible. And for many years, I have been requesting authority to update our weaponry. The Minister of Finance has our estimate. Why, with those things, we can't even hit rabbits at 30 yards. That's enough. We shall have a talk with the Minister of Finance on that subject on another day. Your Majesty, I, I submitted a budget for your signature two weeks ago, and you said, not now, it costs much too much. First things first. The condemned man, and how do we condemn him? Huh? All right, now, any more bright and cheery news for your king? Uh, your Grace, for the past week, we have diligently put our heads together. Considered. Reconsidered. We have assembled a commission and a sub-commission. A committee and a sub-committee. <laughs> to study the pros and cons wise. And we have finally concluded, sire, that the best thing would be to have your majesty uh, commute the death sentence to one of uh, life imprisonment. Well... That way, we could extricate ourselves from this miserable pickle, and you, sire, would be hailed as a monarch of mercy. That's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. And much, much cheaper. the feeling that you out there listening are probably way ahead of me, and that certainly you suspect our penny-pinching sovereign is going to be paying much, much more in the interests of justice than... But I shan't give it away. Stay with us and find out with us in Act Three. Did you know there are over a hundred different strains of cold virus, and any one of them can make you sick? That's why there's contact. No matter what cold virus attacks, one capsule helps relieve your swollen membranes, your runny, sneezy misery, up to 12 hours, all day, all night. That's the wonder of contact. Give your cold to contact. Real medicine for you. Take all pays direct.
How does your laxative work? Many brand name laxatives contain ingredients that expand in your stomach. That's how they work. We know a medicine that works differently. It's in the X-Lax pill. Overnight, the X-Lax pill gently stimulates your system's own regular rhythm. Stimulates your system for relief in the morning. No surprises, just relief in the morning. That's the X-Lax pill. Try it tonight with confidence. For occasional use only as directed, X-Lax pills. Let's return to the shenanigans of this extraordinary royal household of the long, long ago days in the history of this tiny country. To begin Act Three, let me just tell you that as soon as the king thought he had solved the problem of the plaguing prisoner, a new obstacle showed up. For not anywhere within the borders of Monaco was there a prison suitable for a man sentenced to life imprisonment. Oh, yes, we have a lock-up, Your Majesty. But for a prisoner to spend the rest of his life in? Uh, hardly. What is it used for, General? Oh, overnight offenders, that's all. A shoplifter, a wife beater, a drunk. Of course, uh, we could have one built. <laughs> Not so fast with the Crown's money. Why don't I have a look around and see what we have on the premises? Uh, General, do you mind? You? Your Majesty? Are you sure you want to do this yourself? Why not? It's a fine day. Well, now, uh, here now is a possibility. The Royal Aquarium. Mmm, the Royal Aquarium. Mmm. Mmm, oh no, smells too fishy to me. Oh, we must remember that the poor fellow is going to spend the rest of his natural life here. Pee, no. We don't have to go one step further. The Royal Zoo is no better than the Royal Aquarium. We cannot have the fellow die of asphyxiation. No, no. The Royal Aviary. Yes, the Royal Aviary. This is quite unsuitable. What did you say? Break his eardrum. What? Let's get out of here. Ah, well, I suppose you could get used to it. Of course, if we gave it a good cleaning, there are certain advantages. Those small high windows with the bars, even the stalls. Well, I mean, the prisoner could use one for sleeping, plenty of hay and straw, another stall for eating. He makes quite a sweet. And all this begins to make sense. Uh, your Highness. May I call your attention to one slight drawback? Yes. Uh, if the royal stables become the royal prison, where will we keep the royal horses? Ah. Actually, down here, your majesty is my favorite. I've reserved suggesting this as a prison for last. Your majesty, the royal wine cellar. My gracious, the royal wine cellar. I haven't been down here in years. No, no, not the royal wine cellar for a prison. It's too great a temptation. Ah, oh, oh, the very place. How stupid of me. Why didn't I think of it before? 
We have a stone guardhouse not 50 yards from the palace kitchen door, within full sight of the barracks and the entire army. Well, let's have a look at it. If this place is what you say, I think we can safely announce our decision to our people. You know, my dear General, had the fellow not been so exceedingly cooperative dealing with the Swedes and so forth, I would not have taken such a personal interest in his case. It's quite a good turnout down there. It's a nice crowd. Who's keeping the king? Well, I advise him to make the people wait before he appears at the balcony. The longer they wait, the more docile they are. And it builds up his entrance, anticipation-wise. Oh, Your Majesty, we were just talking about you. Yes, well, will somebody please pull the ermine collar back from my ears? Darned annoying the way it rides up. No, 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 not that way. Pin it to the cloak. Ah. Now the crown. Ah, it feels crooked. Does it look crooked? I hate this crown. May have fitted farther, but it's much too small for me. Well, now, everybody ready? Oh, yes, Your Majesty. All right, let's get this show on the road. of the crown, we're all aware of the tragedy that's befallen our peace-loving, law-abiding land. That one single Monagasque has disregarded the canons of social behavior and snuffed out the life of another Monagasque is... Ah, yes, well, it's pretty bad, to say the least. However, there is the act of forgiveness. Is that not so? Who here would like to see a man die? Let me hear your voices. I'm sure very few. Oh, 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 dear. You really are that fond of death for a criminal. However, I, your king, I feel compassion. Let me say, great compassion. Therefore, since we would rather our prisoner lived and learned to repent his misdeeds, we have decided to commute the death sentence to one of life in prison. Let me tell you a little of the arrangements for the safeguarding of the prisoner. He will be incarcerated near the palace, well guarded round the clock by three ships, Brought his meals by the guards, and uh, I, I would say, pretty well uh, guarded. Uh, uh, and so, with this momentous news, we conclude and thank you for your devoted attention. And now, everybody back to work. Uh, On the double! Uh, oh, I'm exhausted. How, how did I do? How, how did it go? Huh? <laughs> marvelous. It's just simply marvelous. I don't know. I don't think I grabbed them. <laughs> Cousin, Your Majesty, can I be familiar just once? I would say that this life imprisonment is the best thing you ever did. Well, at least it's cheaper. <laughs> I 
don't believe it. I can't believe it. Your Majesty, I've been keeping close tabs on the whole operation every month for the past 12 months from the day the prisoner started his sentence. I watched it like a hawk. I make sure there's no duplication, no waste, no fat. And these are the figures. We're going broke. Add it up. Around the clock guards for 365 days. That's 8,760 guard hours. Food for the two shifts when they're not normally feeding guards. Food for the prisoner. And that's a heavy item. Uh, He's no cheap eater. Don't get me wrong, Your Majesty. I understand. Gourmet meals, that was the deal. It can't be. 1,000 francs a year. All right, the rest of you, you've been standing around with your mouths open and saying nothing. General, ministers, say something. Perhaps the first year is always higher expense by... No, you don't, simpleton. This life as a young man. He could live for another 50 years. It's a severe drain on the royal purse. This rascal is bleeding us. Uh, there's got to be a cheaper way. Uh, we could save money if we dismissed the guards. Oh, wait a minute. No guards and the prisoner might run away. Is that such a bad idea? Uh, 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 he's got it. Is that such a bad idea? General, release the guards. Unlock the door. When, Your Majesty? This very minute. Very good, sir. Uh, uh, what time is it? A few minutes till dinner time. Good. Let's watch. When he hears the door unlock, he'll think they've brought him dinner. And then... Ah, this window faces just right. Let me see that. Oh, yes. The kitchen is below us to the left. Oh, there's the general. Uh Uh-huh. The guard is unlocking the door. And there goes the guard. You see him around the corner? There goes the general. Here he is, the prisoner. Absolutely, on the button. Ooh, look at the expression on his face. <laughs> Where is my guard to bring me my dinner? Oh, I wonder if he realizes he could escape right now. He could escape? The prisoner has disappeared. Which way did he go? I know he didn't go back inside. Ah, ministers, I believe our problem has been solved. Our prisoner seems to have decided to take a little walk. Now, nobody here will go down there. Nobody in this room will give any kind of an alarm. Tomorrow, we shall decide in consultation with the Minister of Defense, the Minister of Transportation, as well as the Minister of Justice, exactly when to give the alarm. The border is only a quarter hour away by train. On foot, it takes a little longer. We want him to have ample opportunity to make a complete escape. Your Majesty, Your Highness, he's back. Who's back? The prisoner. He's carrying a tray. It must be his dinner. Of course. He's been to the king's kitchen, fetched his own dinner. What do you think of that? Self-serving. <laughs> He's back inside his prison. Oh, oh, he's shutting the door behind him. He's not leaving. He's staying. Well, you might as well tell me. What's the bad news? He did it again. All day. Opened the door at breakfast time. No guard in sight. 
went to the royal kitchen, asked for what he'd ordered. They gave it to him. He went back to his cell and he ate it. The same thing at lunch and at dinner. And he's ordered his menu right through Sunday. Well, I'm not waiting for any Sunday. Well, what can we do? Tell him. That's what you have to do. Tell him straight out that we don't want to keep him, we don't want to feed him, that he's a lazy good-for-nothing, and to get out and get himself lost! But I have nowhere to go. I mean, what, what, what can I do? Everybody knows about me. Every day, at least 50 rubbernecks walk around the guardhouse gawking and pointing and whispering, you, you, you have ruined my character by your sentence. What, what can I do? My dear chap, wouldn't you feel better out in the world, <laughs> making an honest living? Well, to tell you frankly, I've I've gotten out of the habit of working. Oh, come now! No, no, you 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 treated me very badly. In in the first place, when you sentenced me to death, you should have executed me, but you but you didn't. All right, I didn't complain about that. And then you sentenced me for life and put guards on duty to bring me my food. Sometimes they'd be late. And I would have to wait as much as uh, uh, 15 minutes for my dinner. I didn't complain about that either. Then you took the guards away and I had to fetch my own food. Well, perhaps I'm uh, too easygoing. I didn't complain about that uh, either. But now you actually want me to go away? (laughs) I can't agree to that. You can tell the king that so far as I'm concerned, uh, a deal is a... a deal. Ministers, things are not as we might wish them to be. Does anyone here have any ideas of how we can get rid of this monster? Certainly. I'll offer the prisoner a pension. Who pay him? If he leaves the country. Pension him? Ah. Can we keep it reasonable? I suggest 500 francs a year. Much as that. He, he may go for it, if found money-wise. Yes, I agree with the Minister of Finance. It would be worth it to be rid of him. Mm, 500 francs. Think maybe he'd do it for four? I don't think we can haggle. Summer is coming, and it would knock us out of the tourist business. People don't want to visit a country where there's a roaming convict, a killer who doesn't want to leave, and, 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 and whom we don't want to lock up. Well, that's it, then. Five hundred per annum, and that is it. Take it or leave it. That's what the king said. Well, I guess I don't mind. (laughs) So long as you give me your ministerial assurance to pay it uh, promptly and uh, regularly. Oh, you have his majesty's word. On that condition, I am willing to do it. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'd I'd, uh, like this year's pension in advance so I can get uh, settled in. Certainly. (laughs) Good enough. Well, then, I shall be off. See you next year, same time. Oh, and, uh, uh Minister, there's a, a half a bottle of Montrachet over there, if you'd like to finish it. It's an excellent year. <laughs> a pity to let it go to waste. And so the matter was settled. The prisoner took his money, took the train, and in 15 minutes was out of the country. He bought a bit of land just across the frontier and started market gardening. He never went hunting again. He never married again. 
Once a year, he goes to the palace, draws his pension, goes to the gaming tables, stakes three francs, sometimes wins, sometimes loses, and returns home. And there's a bit more to this tale, which I will tell you when I return. Find the story you've just heard written in Russian by the great Leo Tolstoy. In many countries, too many. I'd say it was a good thing our prisoner did not commit his crime in a land where they don't begrudge the expense of cutting off a man's head or the expense of keeping him in prison for life. To wind up, let old Will Shakespeare have the last word. Use every man after his dessert, and who shall escape whipping. Our cast included Robert Dryden, Ian Martin, Court Benson, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>